Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. And welcome in to a Friday installment of the Bill Michaels Show. Thank you for listening wherever you may be today. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola. I'm filling in for Bill. And it's always a pleasure to be filling in for the big unit. Uh, Believe it or not, today is Bill's birthday. Happy birthday, Bill. Uh, I don't know how old he is. I have an idea of how old he is. I can ballpark it, but I'm just not going to say it on the air because I don't want to sound stupid. But happy birthday, Bill. Uh, He he did an excellent job yesterday just really pushing the toy drive. And, And before we get started on today's show, because we have a lot to discuss... Uh, thank you for all of those that made donations uh, to the 12:50 a.m. Uh, the fan toy drive. Uh, we've been doing this now for quite a few years. We raised a lot of money yesterday, and no matter what the donation was, no matter what the dollar amount was, thank you so much on behalf of everyone here at the Bill Michael Show. We greatly appreciate it. It has been just one horrible year, guys. I mean, we all we all know how bad it's been, but the fact that there are so many good people out there and with so many people struggling right now, just trying to make ends meet. The fact that a lot of us were able to come together and be able to donate something to help the kids out, to make sure that they have a good Christmas. That is awesome. So thank you. We really appreciate it. We have a lot to get to on today's show. And when I found out that I was hosting this show at the beginning of the week, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, Hey, Packers Eagles. That's all you really got to talk about. Just get into the X's and O's, have your guests, have some fun with it. And there's your show. I mean, it's, it's a Friday during Packers season. It writes itself. But as the week went on, there were some things going on in my world that weren't sitting well with me. And I'm going to get to both of these big things in this hour. This is an hour for me to kind of get everything out of my system. And I'm going to preface this by saying that not all of it's going to be negative. Okay? Like, we got a Packer team right now that's 8-3. and And they could be, by the end of the season, 13-3. and They could have the number one seed be the only team to have a first-round bye in the NFC. Very significant. And we have a Bucs team that 
In the same regard, a lot of expectations. Well, I'm going to start off with this. I need to clarify something. Now, I understand a lot of you listening may not be on social media. And honestly, I don't blame you. Social media has become very toxic. Um, And I would say over this last year, uh, it's been the most toxic it's ever been. Whether we're talking about politics, which we're not going to talk about on this show. Uh, whether it's sports, whether it's your favorite food, whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie, whether uh, what your favorite color is. Whatever we talk about on social media these days is just open season. And it's, well, this is my take, and I don't agree with you, and I think you're wrong, and I think you should shut up, and let's assassinate your character. That's what happened to me earlier this week. So my tweet that I had, and by the way, you guys can always follow me at Radio Joe Sports. My tweet earlier this week was this. After what I saw in that game against the Chicago Bears, after what I saw from John Runyon Jr., your sixth-round draft selection, to come in there every single time, he has an opportunity to come in on that offensive line when there's an injury, and he is able to not just hold his own, but to really just push guys out of the way to create these big holes for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, that's a big deal. And when we're looking at the 2020 draft class, of all the guys that are helping you win right now, it's John Runyon Jr. So that's what I tweeted. And in that tweet, I also included the other draft selections before him. Do I need to go through the list? I will go through the list. Jordan Love, who is inactive every week and will not see the field unless there's some freakish situation with COVID with the quarterback room. A.J. Dillon is on the COVID list right now. Your third-round selection, Josiah DeGuara, is out for the year. And Kamal Martin, who, when they drafted him, was injured and got injured again during training camp, is finally coming back. And he's made some nice plays, but the guy is trying to stay healthy. So the point of the tweet was that of all the guys that are trying to help you win right now in 2020, it's John Runyon Jr. At the end of the tweet, I said, digest that. And I think those are the two words that rub people the wrong way. Now, granted, a lot of people agreed. A lot of people thought that was pretty crazy. But also a lot of people overreacted. A lot of people came after me, and it wasn't a question of, Well, Joe, I take issue with the tweet. It's, what credibility do you have, Joe? Who are you? What kind of person are you? How dare you say that about the 2020 draft class? Oh, and they went even further. Oh, I see you're giving up on the 2020 draft class. Okay. And see, this is the problem with social media. You only have so many characters to put something out. And I try really hard when I tweet something before I hit send to make sure I'm as clear as I can be. Well, apparently, I guess I wasn't clear to some people. And I promise you that some of those people who totally assassinated my character are certainly not listening today, which is sad. Because this is the opportunity to hear me out. So, there were two points to this. One, this is say John Runyon is the best player right now, as of today, your leader in the clubhouse when it comes to the 2020 draft class. The other part of this is this. And I know some of you might be rolling your eyes and saying, Joe, why are you talking about this draft class? 
it is okay to be critical about one aspect about this year's draft, and it's this. It's not the players that are the problems. It's the front office. And before I go further on that, let me praise Brian Gutekunst. You know, Brian Gutekunst, I think, I think he's a good general manager. I think since he took over for Ted, he's done a really good job. Because there's one thing he does that Ted doesn't. He signs free agents. Man, if you would have told me that when Brian Gutekunst was hired, that he would go out and sign four free agent players in the span of two hours. He did that. And for the most part, all four of those free agent signings are working out for you right now. Now, again, we can go after the Smith brothers. I'm not going to do that. Billy Turner has taken a huge step forward this season. And what seemed to be a bad contract at the time, because it seemed like they overpaid him a little bit, that contract now, that four years, $28 million, that's actually looking pretty good because Billy Turner's been incredible this year on the offensive line. And we also forget, too, that this offseason, Gutekinds did sign a wide receiver. Even though he didn't draft one in a very rich class, he still went out and signed one in Devin Funches. We all forget about the Funches signing. But I don't blame Devin Funches for not wanting to play this year because of COVID. So that's what happened there. So you were kind of screwed. And I give him a lot of credit for just the other day going out and signing Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin is better than Darius Shepard. Thank you for cutting the guy. I wish Darius Shepard well in his future endeavors, but Tavon Austin is far better, and that will certainly give another little toy for Matt LaFleur to play with with this offense. So with all that being said about Brian Gutekunst, let's go back to the draft. Do I think the Green Bay Packers did enough this year in the draft to make sure that they had the best possible team for 2020? No, I don't. Because there was one area that they still ignored, and they still haven't done anything about. They didn't even try to make a trade. It was your defensive front. You you completely ignored it, and that was the thing, that was the weakness that cost you a trip to the Super Bowl last year. I don't need to go through that game against San Francisco. It was a game from hell. So now I'm going to look at these three picks. The first three. Because what do they always say in the draft? That chances are the guys who are going to try and help you right now are the guys that are going to be in the first round, second round, and third round. Maybe even the fourth round. Packers traded their fourth rounder to move up just a few spots to get Jordan Love. Now again, this is not an attack on Jordan Love. Guys, I want to see Jordan Love work out just like all of you. But I have to warn people that let's not all assume that when Aaron Rodgers does leave Green Bay, whenever that is, that Jordan Love is just going to come in here and spend the next 15 years in Green Bay and be a future Hall of Famer. The chances of that are very, very low. It just doesn't happen like that in the NFL. And Jordan Love is obviously not helping you this year because he's inactive every week. How is he going to get any action? He won't. But this is not an attack on Jordan Love. Jordan Love is a Packer. Jordan Love has a G on his helmet. I'm not, I'm not attacking Jordan Love. I want him to work out. But the organization made that decision, which is controversial. And you can, you can be very vocal about that. So now let's look at the second and third round picks for a second. 
Your second rounder is A.J. Dillon. Now, some said that A.J. Dillon could actually help you win now, especially if one of your two starting running backs go down. Well, Aaron Jones did go down earlier this year. A.J. Dillon got some run, looked okay. There wasn't anything flashy about him. But unless Aaron Jones is out or Jamal Williams is out, you're not going to use him. And how many short down and distances did we see earlier this year where you could have put in A.J. Dillon because, after all, the guy is so bulky and his legs, oh, my goodness, his legs. Well, the Packers didn't do that. They kept going with Jamal Williams, and that's not a bad option either. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, A.J. Dillon really isn't helping you right now. And if the Packers find a way, I don't know how they're going to do it, but if they can find a way to re-sign both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, then why did you draft A.J. Dillon? Which leads me to the third-round selection of Josiah DeGuara. They drafted him as an H-back. They did not draft him as a tight end. Packers have a lot of tight ends. We're seeing a lot of run right now, not only with Robert Tunyon, but also with Jay Sternberg and Mercedes Lewis, for that fact. They're even scheming Mercedes Lewis to make plays. A lot of people say that when it comes to the wide receiving core, well, don't worry about it, Joe. They didn't draft a wide receiver. They don't need a wide receiver. Look how well this offense is flourishing right now. I mean, this offense is incredible. And I have to agree. The Packers kind of got away with murder not being able to really address the wide receiver position in the draft. And the Funches signing was unfortunate. It is what it is. So, yes, I would agree that for, for those of you that say, hey, the Packers didn't need a wide receiver after all, this offense is really doing well, especially with Aaron Rodgers under center. That's very fair, and I totally agree. But you know what else it's telling me? Again, not an attack on Josiah DeGuara. He's out for the year. That's not his fault. That's football. You get hurt. That's what happens. There's going to be unlucky things that happen. But this whole thing about having an H-back in your offense? Let me ask you something. Did you really need it? I don't think having an H-back is something you need right now. This offense is doing just fine without one. And John Lovett was the backup, and he's out for the year, too. You don't really need an H back in this system. So the point is, is the, the point is this, guys. This isn't an attack on the guys the Packers or the, the players themselves that the Packers drafted. It's the Packers' decision to draft those guys in the first three rounds at positions you really didn't need. And I understand that when you are drafting, you are not just drafting for this year. You are also drafting for the future, especially when you had as many picks as the Packers have had. Yes, you have to be forward-thinking. Yes, you have to think about 2021 and 22 and 23. But you got to think about your team now. And the fact that your defensive line was totally, you didn't add anything. You, I mean, nothing. And Kamal Martin, with all due respect to him, yeah, he's playing right now, but it's not like he's playing every down because Mike Pettin likes to run nickel and dime most of the time. So Christian Kirksey's healthy, so where is Kamal Martin going to get Consistent action. I just think it was a huge missed opportunity by the front office. And unless this offense goes out and scores 35, 40 points a game, which they seem very capable of doing, and they're doing it against great defenses like the Bears, 
this defense is going to have to make some stops in some crucial moments. Maybe not for the rest of the regular season, considering how easy, easy their schedule is, but in the playoffs. And I don't want history to repeat itself because the defense could not make a stop. And that's where I criticize the Packers. You guys can weigh in on this, 855-830-8648. If you don't want to talk draft, I get it, because we can move on, because there is something else I want to talk about. And I'm going to switch gears to the Bucs. We're going to, we've got a lot to get to today. We will talk with Ruben Frank from NBC Sports in Philadelphia. Uh, he's coming up after the top of the next hour. We will also break down um, the X's and O's with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Mike Clemens has the latest from the locker room. He'll join us in the final hour of today's show. But on the other side, Mike Budenholzer said something that it doesn't sit well with me, and I don't think it's going to sit well with many of you Bucks fans out there. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. We'll have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This portion of the program presented by Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. Go to BudLight.com. The Bill Michaels Show continues here on a Friday. I'm Radio Joe. Thanks for tuning in, Wisconsin. You guys are having a good day today. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass producing... Also doing a fine job filling in for Evan Heffelfinger this week. Bill will be back on Monday. I'm actually going to be filling in uh, the next couple of Fridays. Bill's got some vacation time to use. He's using it. Don't blame him. Got to use your vacation time. You can't, cannot just finish the year and not be able to use it. Take advantage when you get those benefits. All right, so I got the the Packer thing out of my system, and I feel much better about it. Now, there's something else I'm going to get out of my system. And again, we'll, uh, we're going to talk more about this Packers-Eagles matchup coming up here in the next hour. But I want to talk about the Bucs. And something was said yesterday from Mike Budenholzer. And, you know, there's a lot of things. I'd say most things that Bud says in press conferences, there's really, there's really nothing to react to. Um, there's a lot of coach speak. There's a lot of cliches with Bud. Um, but something that was said yesterday, I, I, I just, I can't believe it was said. I cannot believe Mike Budenholzer said this considering the circumstances and the standard of which where we are right now with the Milwaukee Bucks and who they are as a basketball team and their identity. So this is what we're going to do. I am going to play this cut of Mike Budenholzer. This is not edited. This is not manipulated. Nothing. This is the full cut. And what I want you guys to hear, listen to this whole thing, because there is part of this that I don't have a problem with. But then he said something else that I just could not get over. Here's the full comment of Mike Budenholzer, head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, yesterday in the uh, introductory press conference for the new season for your Milwaukee Bucks. 
Here's what he had to say. You know, I think we always embrace and feel fortunate that, uh, you know, we feel we have the roster. We feel like we have players that are incredibly talented on both ends of the court. And we're in the mix to be the last team standing. Um, but there's a process that you, that every team's got to go through to get there. And I don't think, you know, um, I think the, the, uh, the goal is real. The opportunity is real. But, you know, I think that uh, if it's ever, you know, if, if you're an organization or a team that doesn't embrace that, uh, you're probably, you know, maybe in the wrong business. But at the same time, to think that, that a season is championship or bust is, is um, certainly not the way we've approached it. And um, we, we really um, embrace competition. We embrace the playoffs. We embrace the opportunity. And we want to be that last team standing, but um, you know, I don't think uh, it's 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 that phrase is just something that doesn't resonate with with me or I think our group or organizationally. So that's Mike Budenholzer yesterday. I, I cannot believe he said it. And if you listen to about the first thirty seconds of this soundbite. Everything he says is, okay, good, good. You know, you understand where you are. You know that that, that's the goal. Really, all he had to do was just finish that soundbite and say, yes, the goal every year is to try and win a championship. He could have just ended it right there. But then when he goes out and says to think that that a season is championship or bust is is, um, certainly not the way we've approached it. Now what he's telling you is that championships are great, and if we can get anywhere close to that, that is great, but if we come up short, it's not the end of the world. That's what he's telling you. He cares about winning. He cares about championships, but at the end of the day, if you don't win a championship, well, it's it's not the end of the world. Be proud of what you were able to accomplish. Be proud of the fact last year that you were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the best team record-wise in the NBA. Be proud of that. Be proud you got into the playoffs and you handled as much adversity as you could in the bubble. I, I, I'm just going to say it. Like, Mike Budenholzer, he cares but that's the whole point of Super or not Super Bowl or bust. We talk about Super Bowl bust all the time of the Green Bay Packers. But championship or bust, sorry guys, that is the standard right now. Your team the last two years has been at that threshold of greatness and you weren't able to break through. And this is also coming from a guy who doesn't make any adjustments in the playoffs. Mike Budenholzer now has the reputation and label that he's a great regular season head coach and he's a mediocre playoff coach because he just doesn't want to make changes to his team when coaches decide to counter. He doesn't do it. So Bucks fans have already been mad at Mike Budenholzer the last couple of years because you can make the argument that Mike Budenholzer has cost them back-to-back trips to the NBA Finals because he doesn't make those adjustments. And then he comes out and says that? That is the standard right now. The standard is it is championship or bust. The Bucks cannot come up short again. And you don't want to know why? It's the most obvious thing in the world. 
you don't know if your superstar is going to sign that contract. You don't know if he's going to sign a contract. He could sign a two-year deal. He could sign the Supermax and be here for a while. But that has not been decided yet. And there has been really no rumors or reports to suggest that he will sign something. There's been speculation. There's been people saying, well, I feel confident. But there has not been any news that has fallen to the cracks that will suggest that Giannis is going to be here in one way or another. Theoretically, this could be the last dance. It could. I hope it's not. Right now, Giannis is under contract for this season. And if he decides not to sign a contract before the season starts, right now, this will be his last season as a buck. Now, he could sign a contract after the fact. But if this if this goes down the way that it does, this could be Giannis's last year, which means this is the last dance. Let me ask you guys something. Do you think Phil Jackson ever came out, especially in that last dance season with the Bulls, and a lot of you watched last dance, do you think Phil Jackson ever came out and said, well, you know, I'm just uh, happy uh, happy we're in this situation, and and I don't think it's championship or bust. I, I, I we, we don't follow that. We're just we're just happy to be in the mix. And Phil Jackson would never have said that. Phil Jackson knows what what's at stake, and guess who else knows what's at stake? His players. On the other side, I'm going to have some comments from Chris Middleton because it goes completely against what Mike Budenholzer just said. That is, I'm sorry, but that is not the attitude to have right now. You can have that attitude if you're a team that's fourth seed, fifth seed, sixth seed. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks have been in that situation for many, many years. Just happy to be in the mix, just happy to get in, and we'll see what happens. You can have those kind of expectations with those kinds of teams. But everyone knows what's at stake here. And your superstar wants to win a title. That's the key reason why if you don't do enough to make sure that you can do that here in Milwaukee, he will look elsewhere. He will. And your coach is saying that, yeah, championships matter, but it's not the end of the world if we can't get there. I I cannot believe he said that. I cannot believe Mike Budenholzer said that yesterday. Do you guys think Mike Budenholzer deserves a pass? 855-830-8648. That's where you can get a hold of us. We'd love to have your reaction. You can also tweet at Radio Joe Sports on Twitter. But that that's just, that's maddening to me. That's maddening. Mike Budenholzer was better off not saying that at all. Just avoiding that phrase altogether and just saying, of course, the goal every year is to win a championship. He was better off with that. Unbelievable. We're going to talk more about this coming up, and you will hear from Chris Middleton because, again, Mike Budenholzer says one thing. Chris Middleton, he wants to win, too. He's just like Giannis. He knows what's at stake. You'll really like what Chris Middleton has to say. That is coming up next. I'm Radio Joe Zola in for Bill today. Well, more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by the Wisconsin Biofuels Association, and just like that, it's holiday season, and no matter how you like to celebrate – 
Remember the farmers and the refinery workers right here in our own backyard. You can choose unleaded 88 at the pump for your car if it's newer than 2001 or choose E85 for your flex fuel vehicle. I use it. I encourage everybody to do the same. You can reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with renewable corn ethanol. Increased demand for ethanol and our gasoline helps all of the workers right here in our state. And they work hard every day to produce the product for you locally, right here in our own backyard. So for all of you kind of in my universe, so to speak, give E85 a shot if you got a flex fuel vehicle or unleaded 88 if you have a car or a truck newer than 2001. And for all the information and to dispel all the myths, go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the Wisconsin farmers and workers. Learn more at abetterfuel.org. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. To think that that a season is championship or bust is is um, certainly not the way we've approached it. The Bill Michael Show continues. Thanks for tuning in, Wisconsin. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola, and for Bill today, he'll be back. Actually, he'll be back on Sunday, the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these network stations, immediately following the Packers and Eagles game of 325 kickoff. And if you don't have it on an affiliate near you, you can uh, just download the freeradio.com app. It's pretty simple. Search Bill Michael Sports. Be sure to favorite us as well for notifications and whatnot. You hear Bill and Gary break things down immediately following that game here on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We're asking you guys about Mike Budenholzer. You just heard it there again. That he does not preach championship or bust to his players. Now, you can look at it from this standpoint here. You can look at it and say, yeah, he doesn't want to put all that pressure on this team to get that done because... That's, that's just showing a sense of urgency, that we need to do this. But when you have a team that's this good, a team that should have been in the NBA Finals the last couple of years, I think that's that has to be the approach. And I also think, too, that Drew Holiday knows that coming in. I mean, he's been playing for such a, for a crappy Pelicans team. That guy wants to win. And all these free agents that they brought in, Torrey Craig, Brent Forbes, and these guys are coming to Milwaukee to win. That's that's what they're signing up for. I don't think there's a guy in that Bucks locker room that's saying to themselves, yeah, I'm good with just getting in the playoffs, you know. I think everyone knows what's at stake here. It just would have been best for Mike Budenholzer to come out and say, not that. Not to say championship or bust. He, it, it just doesn't fly right now. It doesn't. To think that that a season is championship or bust is is um, certainly not the way we've approached it. I, I, I just, I, I cannot get over that. So now, let's hear from Chris Middleton. Because Chris Middleton said something a little bit different. And at least for Chris Middleton, he knows what's at stake here. 
there's always a sense of urgency to win, uh, especially these last couple of years. We know uh, we're in a great position. Um, we we have uh, you know a great opportunity ahead of us um, after we lost a couple of opportunities behind us. So we got to take advantage of this time while we can because you know that window you know it's not it's not as big um, or, or open as as it used to be. Or I should say, you know, it's not as easy. Um, you got to take advantage of those years when you can. Sense of urgency to win. Now, if you pair that with what Budenholzer said, it's two completely different things. Mike Budenholzer doesn't seem anywhere in the slightest about urgency to win. And see, this is the thing about Bud. When we go back to adjustments, you heard it there that championship or bust, it means you care about winning, but you don't, it's not the end all be all. Just like it's the same attitude to have when it comes to making adjustments in a playoff game. In Bud's head, it's, well, look, this has worked out really well for us. The system we have in place has worked out so well all regular season, so we're going to continue to do this no matter what happens. And if it doesn't work, well, then it's it's not the end of the world. I mean, otherwise, Mike Budenholzer would have made changes last year because he would have learned from his mistakes two years ago. Instead, nothing changes with him. It's this laissez-faire, California cool attitude. And I think, to a point, it works out really well in the regular season. I mean, keep in mind here, when Jason Kidd was in town, Jason Kidd was yelling at his players all the time. He was overworking his guys in practice. And that's when the players said, screw it, we're tired of listening to you. So Mike Budenholzer, when he came in, he was anti-Jason Kidd. And the approach he had at the time made all the sense in the world. And that's why you were able to establish a culture right away. And it was working. But then what happened was that culture, it didn't translate in the playoffs. You know, people say, and I didn't want to believe it. A couple of years ago, I didn't want to believe it. Joe The playoffs is a completely different animal. And I don't want to believe it. I sat there and said, look at the success the Bucs have had. This team is so good. This is the best Bucs team I've seen in my lifetime. This team should be in the NBA Finals, regardless of what's thrown at them. They are the best team here. And they didn't fail me just once. They failed me twice. So I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking that the approach that Budenholzer has, it's great for the regular season, but it doesn't cut it in the playoffs. To me, I don't think it's bad for a coach to tell his players this season, guys, we are thinking about the title. And maybe maybe Bud doesn't even have to say that. Maybe Giannis does, because that's what Giannis wants. That's what Giannis has been stressing all along. It is the key thing here to hoping he signs long-term because he wants to make sure that if this is where he's going to stay for a long time and to convince his family to stay here, that this standard right now in Milwaukee is winning championships. That's what it is. 855-830-8648. Let's go to the north side of Milwaukee. Anthony, you're next up on the Bill Michael Show. Hey, I agree with you 110%. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with Budenholzer. Um, what the guy needs to do, or I put it to you like this: after they lost their playoffs, 
I think the 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 heads of the uh, Bucks organization should have went and got another coach, in my opinion. And I would have loved to seen uh, talk Tan Lu as coach of the Bucks, but you know they always sticking with the same old stuff. And on a personal note, I think that uh, Giannis is going to still have to shoot a thousand threes and thousand uh, free throws. Uh, free throws. Yeah. Yes, he's got and and them fifteen footers for him to take the next step because if he keeps doing what he's doing, it always never fails at the when they get into the playoffs. Every if there's three men down in the in the in the lanes and when he gets the ball, everybody's hacking him and hitting him and doing everything else. So I'll let you go, and I'll listen to what you say. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, Anthony. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, first and foremost with Giannis's game in the playoffs, free throws have to get better above anything else. I mean, he can. Giannis can be a better free throw shooter. He can shoot 70%. I don't think that's asking too much. The fact that he regressed last season, I, I don't understand that at all. And look, Giannis puts every bit of energy into working and improving on his game. I don't get why the free throws have been that bad. But again, that's how teams know they can beat him. 855-830-8648. We'll continue with this on the other side. Does Mike Budenholzer get a pass for what he said yesterday about the Bucs not believing in the mindset of championship or bust? We'll also get a report from Mike Clemens coming up as well. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. We will have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical Center. The holidays are here. Gift getting, holiday parties, traveling. With all the holiday fun, it may take the energy out of you. And if you're sluggish or foggy or moody, everybody's going to call you the Grinch. You don't want that. No, it could be low T or low testosterone. My friends at New Mill Medical Center, they can help you out just like they helped me. And you're going to have plenty of energy to enjoy all that the holidays have to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, what better gift can you give your partner than a healthy love life? The medical experts at New Mail Medical Center have a 98% success rate of treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects. And I know there's a lot of great food over the holidays, but you don't have to put on weight. As a matter of fact, you can take it off and jumpstart the new year for a new you. Call the medical experts at New Mail Medical Center, 414-455-4451. Locations in Milwaukee, Green Bay, all over, 414-455-4451. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Eagles, Sunday at 325 here at Lambeau Field. Philadelphia hopes to get back tight end Zach Ertz and a running attack with Miles Sanders. Packers defensive coordinator Mike Pettin. As a defense, we run paranoid and we will we'll always have the utmost respect and, and we always have to assume we're going to get the other team's best. But Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz is having his worst season. He leads the league in incompletions and interceptions. Would Doug Peterson consider replacing him with rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts? We do whatever it takes to, to spark the offense, you do whatever it takes to, uh, you know, win a football game. If it were Jalen in there, maybe he goes a couple plays in a row, you know, and obviously if Carson's in there, he he takes the bulk of the action. So they're both professionals. They understand, and, and um, 
expect nothing uh, nothing less. For Green Bay, Zadarius Smith expected to play despite being limited in practice yesterday with a sore ankle. Packers rookie running back A.J. Dillon has been on the COVID-19 list now over a month as protocols are even more stricter. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Listen, there, there are challenges. We're seeing virus spread and increase in our communities, and so that's a challenge for us. Obviously, our objective is to finish 256 games safely. That's Roger Goodell. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. More from Mike Clemens coming up later in the show. After the top of the hour, we'll talk with Ruben Frank of NBC Sports in Philadelphia. Let's get a closer look at this Eagles team. The Bill Michaels Show continues. I'm Radio Joe. And I got to say, I feel a lot better getting this all off my chest. It's been on my mind the last couple of days. Between the Packers and the Bucks, believe me, I will try to be more positive in the next hour. I just wanted to close with this. Bud also said this when we talk about championship or bust. He mentioned this at the very end. That phrase is just something that doesn't resonate with with me or I think our group or organizationally. The fact that he said it doesn't resonate not only with him, but also with the organization. Isn't that a bit of a red flag? The same organization that is trying to convince Giannis to stay here because it's all about winning titles at all costs. Man, you got to be kidding me. I I just hope that quote does not come back to bite Bud or to bite this organization. And between you and me, I think Giannis is going to sign something. I think so. The clue is that he hasn't talked yet to the media. If he would have talked, he would have talked yesterday. The thing is, They don't want to ask him about it. So is there something being done or not? Could at the very least Giannis sign for a couple of years? I guess we'll see. Some Bucs fans are a little bit more pessimistic. We are a very sensitive fan base. We have been burned a lot in our lifetimes when it comes to this team. We're not allowed to have nice things. We sit and wait. We sit and wait. We'll talk about the Eagles with Ruben Frank coming up next. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill today. This is The Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin wide, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.